Hello, welcome to the corner of the round table. Uh, look, not a lot to talk about in sports this weekend coming up, but we've got a fair bit to touch on from the weekend just past. Uh, I've got Corbs here with me. I've got Tishy Toe Rings. Uh, Corbin, how scared are you today on a scale of one to scared? Um, I'm still scared, definitely. Mm. But nowhere near as scared. But I'm always a, a little bit scared. But I think it's healthy to be a bit scared always. Yeah, I'm. A, I've been scared all day. As as Michael Luck would say, I woke up scared. I went to bed scared. I'm always scared. Yeah, Michael. It's a way of life, Michael. Michael Luck. Um. Yeah. So we've got a. Uh, Oh, sorry, Dano's not here. Um, he had a dinner date with Danny Spalinga and I th- he couldn't make it because we were meant to record yesterday. And he cancelled on Spalinga uh, last week or something, I think. So one thing you'd... Like, you can cancel on Danny Spalinga once, but you'd have to be a fool to cancel on Danny Spalinga twice. Never never cancel on Spalinga twice. Nah, Spalinga is... is one of the great men. He um to actually, I might just explain this now, the Spalinga Genesis. Or so Ming, if you hear us say Minga, Dano co- refers to me as Minga a lot. I might refer to him as Minga. Uh, so Minga is a genus of uh, Danny Spalinga, the man himself. Me and uh, Minga used to work with Danny Spalinga. And when we first heard his name, we were just like, oh, that's the best name I've ever heard. And we couldn't stop saying it in its entirety. So, yeah, we, every time we'd refer to him, even before we met him, we'd just say Danny Spalinga, as I'm sure you can understand. It's one of the great names. But like a song title. It's, it's amazing. Danny Spalinga. And he really lives up to the name too. Because we, we weren't sure whether, like, when we met him, if this bloke was going to live up to that name. And Danny Spalinga, was, he's just one of the best blokes of all time. And we loved his name so much that while we were working, we just started calling each other and everybody else Danny Spalinga or Spalinga. And that just morphed eventually, as you can imagine, into things like Minga, Pinga, Splaminga, you know, sp- I think Dano hit his finger with a hammer one time and heard his Splafinga. Yeah. And, it, and it just kind of turned into the only way we'd like refer to each other. And Danny Spalinga still to this day has no idea why we walk around saying Minga so much. He, he will after this potty. Yeah, if he, yeah, hopefully he listens to it. But he, he was in the car with me one day even after work. And Dano had, like, shaved his head. And I think I said, I think we dropped Dano off at his car and I was like, ah, oh, see you later, finger. And then Danny Spalinga started laughing and he's like, oh. He's like, yeah, I've never, I've never seen, I, I guess I kind of see that now, hey. Like, as if I was referring that he, to him that, like, he looked like a finger. <laughs> and I just kind of looked at Spalinga and I was like, yeah. Yeah, he looks like a finger. Yeah, he looks like a finger. <laughs> I was not. I was like, I can't tell him. 
that everything we say is related to his name. (laughs) He still doesn't know. He's he's one of the greatest men of all time. But anyway, sorry, I thought I'd just get that (laughs) out of the way. No, that was good. Um, Geez, we did well punting on the weekend. Oh, God. Dylan Edwards, Clive Churchill. If you followed us, you're definitely not eating wheat picks. No, no. All the kids. No, we're certainly not. Uh, what else did we have? We had a Penrith thirteen plus. Yep. You and liked? I like Adam at the line, which was just free money. Yeah, thirteen plus free money. Yeah, it wasn't the end. I mean, we were right. Our fears, you know, were correct. It was a complete domination. Oh. But easy watch if you put some money on it, I guess. What else? There was your tip, USC Randy Brown. Yeah, Randy Brown won. That wasn't convincing either. Um, he won the first round easy. Second round was close, but probably his. And then he got sort of laid on and controlled for the whole third round. It was actually quite terrifying to watch because it, the way they judge in that shit, it could have easily gone. I know. Yeah, could have easily gone the other way. But you got him in the end. We got him. Yeah, we got him. Yeah. And what else did we have? We had Newcastle Knights women. That was a great watch. I actually didn't get to see that. It was good. Did work, but yeah, it was exciting. It was a, it was a, it was a good game. I saw that you had a try score on that as well. Yes, I did. Yeah, <laughs> Jesse Southwell, who I mentioned in that last podcast, I put she was paying like four dollars or something. And that did, got up. Did she get player of the of the series or something as well? Mm, or no? I thought I don't actually know, but I think that Tamika Upton, the fullback, might have got okay, it. Yep. She played really well. She's a gun weapon. Yeah, yeah, that was actually really good to watch. Uh, and then yeah, the grand final was just. God, they just dominated them. As soon as Penrith came out and scored those first two tries, the, you just – and they – like watching them through the back half of the season against good teams, Penrith can generally start a little bit slow. Still great, but as soon as they scored those two tries pretty quickly, we were on for a complete domination. Yeah, you could see it in the eels as well, I reckon. They weren't know? up for it for, for the, from the get-go, I, were I they? Don't, I don't think any anyone could be up for that. Like, nah. we need We need Penrith versus Queensland. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> yeah. I was saying that the whole second half. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How, how about Lee Oda? I was worried he was going to get Clive Churchill because he was just smashing guns. That first half, Lee Oda was just a wrecking ball. Yeah. I don't know if, if front and, rowers and ever Fisher get it. Harris. Him and yeah. Fisher Harris were just dev- devastating, yeah, and making meters up the middle that whole first half. And second half still devastating, but that first half, Leota was the scariest man on the field. Yeah, uh, I don't know. If, can a front row get it? Have they ever got it? But I, I was seriously worried Leota was going to get it because it was he. I don't know. He wasn't like all. He was just fucking just plowing them. He was a freak. Yeah, freak with the ball. But yeah, they. I think they generally tend. I think it's around fifty percent. Like. Don't quote me, but I did read the stats on this. It was like 50% or something are generally halves. And then like 26, yeah. 27% are fullbacks. And yeah. then I think the rest must be whatever. You it's know? always the half, then the fullback in the betting order. Yeah. Like and first exactly. will be the halves yep. and then like the fullbacks will be next. But yeah, Dylan Edwards. <sighs> yeah. When we were talking, he'd like set up two tries and then he did that, that try-saving tackle. I guess it was kind of – it was on – but I don't know. I was just, for some reason, I was just worried about Leota. But yeah, that was that was unreal. What a tip! 
What a well, tip. Everybody was probably on it anyway, but yeah, it was lining up. It was good to see. And uh, also, yeah, oh, that's that's the other thing. So the multi we put up fell one leg short. We we're, were already celebrating coming into that Sunday night. Oh, Lewis, yeah, Tom Cruise. Yeah, the days of Thunderbird. It, so I stayed up a little bit and started watching it. It was Lewis Hamilton to place or podium finish. Tom Cruise. Yeah, Tom Cruise. Bet. But I I don't know. Like I was watching it. He, I think he was fourth. Nothing was really happening. There was one thing happening. Like I don't watch F1. I don't really understand it. What I, what I don't understand is that nothing was happening. Like they weren't gaining on each other or anything for like 30 um, laps, which is where then Lewis Hamilton crashed but he didn't crash hard so he just reversed back out of the barrier and kept going and that was the end of the bet I guess but there was that guy Max Verstappen I think he started towards the back maybe like 11th or 10th and he was just the only guy passing everybody and he got to like fifth and I was just watching it thinking how does this work is like what why is he passing at everybody and no and nobody else is doing that is it is it is it that he just has a better car like i don't understand probably maybe car and skill i guess do you know like, what they're going so it? fast no nah, not really i'm just i'm they're just going real fast I'm it doesn't look fast when you watch it nah yeah those straight camera angles yeah. don't do it justice yeah i was just kind of confused watching it to be honest i've never really sat down and watched I've, it i've never done, i've never watched it like for long yeah i, I don't know but if if anybody knows let us know on the instagram or something like why verstappen was the only person passing people does he just have a faster car or is he the only guy that's good at driving in the field do you just not do that until like later in the race maybe if you're back in the field maybe you have to do it that's probably sounds more like it but yeah i don't i don't know if i'll be Investing any more time in that, to be honest. Bit of Bob Cutter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, what a, yeah. That was literally the only leg but. Yeah, apart from that, we did really well. We're definitely up. The Oracle, what did he have? Like, he had two good winners. That's what I was just about to bring up, the Oracle. And he even said, you know, it's a tricky day, but... I think half of the bets he threw up one. A couple of the long shot ones didn't come off, that big one. What about the top rank dead heat in the Epsom? Yeah, that was pretty shattering. Yeah. He got paid half. Yeah. Except for the Oracle. He had an all in ticket. Yeah, of course. So he that did. that and um that and deduct that. Yeah, there's not I think he's like the one of the few men in the country that get given all in tickets. Well, he had an all in for, yeah, from a while ago. As he would because he's the Oracle. He's into yeah. the future. Yeah. Of course he yeah. did. <laughs> Sat there with the ball, crystal ball, and and the other the other one was the Mooney Valley thing, the Friday night that one, easy. Oh, the um, yeah, that was I am yeah. war, I am war dominated. Yeah. It yeah. was his only tip for Mooney Valley as well, which was smart. Jeez, he's do, he does well. It's it's unbelievable. We'll be talking to him later. Yeah, we're definitely going to talk to him later. Hopefully, he's got something for the weekend, even though it's looking pretty wet. Yep. Uh, what well, do you want to talk about? I guess the NRL celebrations. Yeah. All right. And the and what the media the is trying again. to make of it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's crazy, mate. Like 
Luai is getting a lot of heat. A lot of them are getting a lot of heat for their for celebrating and carrying on a fair bit too much. Apparently, um, one post I saw was, and I, I think it was from Paul Kent, one of those, one of those. Oh, you know, weird. Yeah, yeah. Saying um, they need to grow up and act like men when they're celebrating. But you know, in this day and age where everyone's up for criticism, they just want two premierships like back to back and quite dominant season as well like all year strong favorites to win they did it they won won the grand final dominantly again they deserve to celebrate how they've been celebrating 100%. i couldn't care less that they're, what they're posting on and how they celebrate the next day none of them would have had a wink no nah. like can you like can There's you imagine how that like ruckus the celebrations would have been back in the day without cameras and that it would have been it would have been even Worse, I reckon. Yeah. Like, not worse, sorry. Even better as far yeah, as Yeah, way better. I feel like it's tame what they're doing. Because like, they know they have to face a lot of media now, you know? Yeah. And there's always camera phones and that. So, anyways, they're just copping a lot of bullshit for But nothing. even going in not sleeping the next day to the... What is that that they go and do? Like they go, like, to their... Of the crowd. Yeah, back to... At their Penrith, at the home stadium. Yeah, it's like a, some sort of, like, like celebration thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it was a celebration for the fans. Going and doing that without sleeping, like, blatantly without sleeping, yeah. is, like, pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> and they could have been... It could have gone much worse, oh. I reckon. They, like... They held, they held their language together pretty well, you know? There was a fair yeah. bit of banter thrown out, but, like... It was you know, so it's, it's, it's all banter. Like, yeah. Yeah, anyways, a lot Would, of... Oh, what do you think about? Um, and I don't even really want to talk about it because I just think it's pretty fucking silly that it's even a thing. What do you think about Jerome Luai posting the N word, referring to the weak gutter dog? Oh, on look, Instagram. I don't. I don't care. You know, like I don't. It doesn't rile me up, or you know, I don't love it either. I don't. I don't really care about it. Like, <laughs> don't love like, it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a yeah. yeah you're like, not gonna love just, it. Like. He's just hanging with his mate, you know? Well, yeah. He obviously respects... Uh, I'm sure that guy respects African-Americans and their culture more than the average man. Yeah. Well, I don't, like I don't he, think he did it to offend anyone. No. I think he was more pushing the point that this is my very close friend. <laughs> yeah. That's what he was trying to say. Yeah, well... In, in regards to using that word, though, <laughs> if you ask me if I think he has, like, any right to use it, I'd say he probably has about as much right to use it as I do to comment on him using it, which is absolutely none. Yeah, right. <laughs> if I was going to be honest, not that I give a shit, because like I said, he doesn't certainly doesn't mean have any like ill will to it. Like he, yeah, it's uh, it's nothing. But I still think it's kind of it's kind of a bit stupid. Yeah. Look. Like anything anyone says nowadays is criticised heavily, you know. So, might have been a bit of poor judgment by him, but probably heat of the moment thing, I reckon. You know, stoked about the win. Yeah, he's excited. Yeah, yeah. So just threw it out there. <laughs> <laughs> Old salmon. <laughs> the weak gutter dog. That weak gutter dog. <laughs> All right. Well, just considering we both won a bit of money on the weekend. And so did Tish. What did you What did you have and what did you win again? Um, I had Panthers 13 plus. I meant to have Panthers 13 plus plus 
Dylan Edwards and Sevo to score, but my multi didn't go through, so I had to call after the game started. That's right, you had to call. <laughs> the live and, bet. And um, put $5 on on the Panthers to win 13 plus, so I won $11. Nice. Very nice. <laughs> yeah, nice. You're lucky you didn't get Edwards in that on. I know, because I didn't score. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, well done. Yeah. Win's a win. Are you going to save that for the best bets this week? I might actually put some money on the horses. <laughs> on the horses? <laughs> which is not like me at all. Is that because of the Oracle? Yes. You yep. have full faith in the Oracle? Yes, I do. Yeah, he will He'll bring the faith. Yeah, he'll convert you. Maybe my $11 to 22 Easily, I reckon. Oh, easy. That's a place. I reckon 60 yeah, Maybe more. Yeah. No, it's going to be a $5 bet because I'd like to keep something there in case I lose it. Okay. Keep that six in there for next week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I wanted to I wanted to actually talk, just when we're talking betting actually, I've been meaning to bring this up for a couple of weeks because a couple of weeks ago, I don't know, if you heard Randy Brown's post-fight speech, he, he thanks this guy called Skinny Bets. You know who Skinny Bets is called. Yeah, I, I just know him through comments on like a few of the pages that I follow. Like he always comments and posts his. Then I've, I've gone into his profile, looked at his, his um, you know, the huge bets that he's putting on apparently. Yeah. But I remember you saying you have something to bring up about him. Yeah, I've been meaning to bring something up about him because like yeah. two weeks ago, I think I was just... You're, always, you're right. Like you, you, he's always the thing that pops up. He's always commenting on, on those five pages. And on Instagram. And I, I think I must have just seen it. And I went and looked at his page. He's an American fella. Uh, he seems to just be a tipster. And he's kind of like in, in... He's got some sort of relationship with this stake.com betting platform. Is it like sports bet or...? It is. It's actually an online. No, it's a it's a crypto casino okay. and a sports betting platform. And I tried to look on it, but you can't look on it if you're in Australia. It's one of those things. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And I I was just going. I went deep in his Instagram, right? And I was looking at all the bet because he posts his slips on his Instagram. And they're they're big bets. They're huge. Yeah. And it's always just these winning slips, and it's a, like a lot of UFC and a lot of baseball and stuff like that. But I went real deep. And you know how you can have like multiple sort of pictures and you can scroll through them? I went real deep and I was looking at one of these winning slips that he posts. And one of them and one of them said this is the second slide on his post. It says Geraldton Buccaneers versus the East Perth Eagles under 187.5 points. That's the bet. He he, he put $30,040.41 on that. And he won 57000 And I was looking at this and I stopped and I just went, hang on a second. The Geraldton Buccaneers and the East Perth Eagles, not what is that? Are they even real teams? Hang on, that's not Australia, is it? No. That yeah, Geraldton. Yeah, Ge- that's what I mean. And the and East Perth. It's like a regional so, or like a lo- a local um, Western Australian basketball league. What is he doing betting on that? 
What's he doing putting $30,040.41 on that game? Is he rounding down the account with the 41 cents? He could Sh- be doing that because we do that. Yeah, you have to. But still, what, why so much money on a game like that that we can't even – we can't bet on that stuff in Australia? I'm, I'm ne- not even sure. Is it actually a team? Yes. It has a Wikipedia page. Who does? Geraldton Buccaneers. And what and what's their what's their deal? How many people are even even live in the town of Geraldton? Um, forty thousand people. So how much study is he doing into? <laughs> They've had a few forty thousand people. Like, They've had a few grand final appearances. So they'd get a hundred people to a game. Oh, I don't know. Well, my mate Alex Barker used to play for the Brisbane Capitals, which I think would be similar to this league, but in Queensland. And at their games, they'd be lucky to get 300 people. So I can't see them, like, getting much more there. But I was thinking... I was thinking... Putting such a large bet on... He surely doesn't follow the league that Does league. It's sus. family or friends on the team or something that can... There could be some, like, Americans. Well, that's the, that's the thing. Because I was thinking about Barker's league and how there's, like, just... it's. Like it's professional, but it's not like there's not a whole lot of eyes on it. I was thinking you could easily throw that game, like if you were a player on it, and and, it, and no, it, no one's making that sort of money, are they? I or doubt it. They like imagine be. if he was like, oh, you throw the, uh, but I guess it's an unders bet. But I mean, I think that's why we can't sure. bet on it in Australia, is because you probably have too close a ties to people in those leagues where you could. I don't know, throw the game. And has he thrown many other suspects out? They're, they all started looking pretty sus after I saw that, man. But I, I just don't understand. Like, it, got, it got, got sus to me there because that amount of money on a Geraldton Buccaneers basketball game in Australia, are you serious? Like, he doesn't throw that sort of money out on the UFC, does he? Like, it's only sometimes, but... Sometimes. But, but that's a huge bet for... Like, like regional Australians. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. Like on an unders, which is like basically like a coin flip. Yeah, um, absolutely. Because the betting companies usually get the unders and overs pretty bang on as a coin flip. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like I, I just, I just thought that that there's something sus there. And so anyway, I went. And I was like, I need to kind of work out what's going on here. So you got to go onto his OnlyFans. He's got an OnlyFans page to get his tips. And I was like, oh, I'll, I'll, like that's just like a subscription, right? So I went, I delved into the OnlyFans Did you get world. It? I had to sign up. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but, so I signed up to his OnlyFans. And tips and dick bits. bits. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was, yeah, I don't know what I, was, what I was really signing up for, but I signed up and then he messages me on that platform. And it's just must just be like an automated message. It was really long, and he's like, "Yo, we f- we finna eat right now, or something like that." <laughs> he says, "Finna eat" is what he's saying, and I'm like, "I don't know what the hell you're talking about." But he's like, "Yeah, so I'm, all I need you to do is this is what I imagine he sounds like is go down and and like all my previous posts, and then I'll give you a free." Like, look at my, one of my tips or something like that. And I was like, oh, yeah, I can do that. I can like the post. And then I looked at how many posts he had on there. And there was 2,000. And I was like, hang on a second. 
I can't, I'm not going to like 2,000 posts. He wants you to like all of them. That's what he said. And I was like, oh, it's probably like, I don't know. 50. So you've paid, you've paid money already, but no, I didn't oh, pay okay. yet because it actually subscribed. said it actually said it, it said it was free. And then I was like, oh, I'm not. Well, I'm not doing that. And then I was like, so how? At what point do I pay money for this guy's tips? And then it didn't give me because I thought that was like a subscription for that stuff, like you'd pay monthly or something for sure. But I looked down the page now, and I was like, where do I like pay to see? Because it was all locked. And then I realized that to click on his, he, he'll like post a tip on his feed on his OnlyFans. And then you have to, it's locked and you have to click on it. And it's 50 Australian dollars to see what he's tipping. So, to see one, one tip. One tip. Oh. That was, unless, like, I couldn't see anything for a subscription. He wants like 50 Australian to just get like a tip off him, which might have a bunch of things in it. But that's fucking pretty. That's like a lot of money to spend for something that possibly won't happen. Oh yeah, that's like a fifty dollars here for subscriptions would be a minimum. What you think? Maybe a week, like a week of a whole card of racing and whatnot. You know, I don't think anybody here can charge you fifty bucks for one tip. Maybe the Oracle. The Oracle. He could. He should be. He should be charging that much. But, but the other thing is we've had this online gambling thing going a lot longer than they have. And you know Americans, they're just, they're just completely famous for just being wankers and just wool-pulling people and stuff like that. So I reckon this is all a bit of – there's a bit of there's a bit of something like that going on here. It it's just like a bit, bit of a G-up. And that stake.com thing, Drake's like a partner in it. And getting sus. Do you remember when Drake was placing those like $500,000 or a million dollar bets on the UFC? And they'd lose? Yeah. They'd nearly always lose. Yeah. But do you it's remember? It's called the Drake curse. Yeah, there was like, well, I think I remember him doing two that I can remember. <laughs> but they were with this state company too. But I remember Barnes, our, our mate, was saying um, to me, oh, do you see this Drake bet? And I was like, yeah. And I thought about it. I was like, there's no way that cunt is putting 500000 to a million dollars on that. It's like... It's just a G up by the those betting agencies and they've got Drake on board and they're like, oh. He's putting his name to a bet that they're placing. Yeah. Or even a post they're placing. If people see Drake betting with something over there, and they'll probably all little Drake fans will probably be like, oh, let's let's gamble as well. <laughs> you know? And then on that stake website, Drake is like a partner with them. So you can't be a yeah, partner and probably own a stake in stake. He's paying himself. Well, he's just not betting that much of his own money on this stuff. It's like they're just doing what they always do. Like the Americans are just doing what they always do. They fucking fake the moon landing. They fucking <laughs> shot they shot JFK. They fucking they're just absolute dogs. I mean they didn't they probably went to the moon, but the footage is fucking so clearly faked. It's just we're not like surely you can't still you gotta come out and be like, all right, yeah, we faked we actually went, but we just faked the footage. Cause we know you faked the footage, you know what I mean? And we know you shot JFK. Go and watch Oliver Stone's new documentary on the JFK thing. It's fucking amazing. It's not hard to fucking work out though. Yeah, it sounds a bit sounds all a bit a little bit bloody up in the air, doesn't it? <laughs> Sorry, but I'm, t- <laughs> I'm just, just getting big conspiracy fucking vibes from this skinny bets guy, man. And the Geraldton Buccaneers. $30,000 on the Geraldton Buccaneers unders. Are you fucking kidding me? 
Jeez, I don't know if you'd place a bet once you paid the 50 to click on that one. That would have been red flags immediately. Yeah, imagine paying $50 and that's the tip he gives Gelton you. Gelton Buccaneers. <laughs> then how much are you going to put on it? 10 bucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then you've got to you've got to put a stake as big as what you paid him for. More. Yeah. To get that back. To get the money back. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. More to come on skinny bets, I reckon. Yeah, definitely more to we'll come on skinny one. bets. We might pay for one We're of We're actually going to pay for a few. <laughs> well, that was my initial plan. Do you think we should? Definitely. Yeah. Follow up on this for sure. Especially coming into some of these hot UFC cards. Yeah, well, we finna eat, man. Man, I want to finna eat. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it means, but... We finna eat. Can you look up what finna eat means? How do you spell that? F, I think he spells it F-I-triple-N-A. Triple N. Yeah, at least La three. Finna. At least three, dude. <laughs> Maybe more. Finna eat. Uh, used for fixing two in informal speech, and it represents... I don't know, little Nas said it. Not little Nas? Um... um I'm finna do the best show of my life. It means like fixing mean to do the <laughs> fixing to do. So it just means going, going to. You're gonna We're do going it. to eat. Yeah. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. Sorry. Eat. It does. Can also mean going to. I like that. I don't mind that. <laughs> we finna eat on this show. Yeah. We finna do a podcast and. <laughs> yeah. We. We finna call the Oracle soon as well. Yeah. We finna call Oracle. We're hungry. And we finna. Find out if this uh, skinny bets is a GL. Yeah, we finna pay f- uh, skinny bets for some tips. Hello, Connie. How are you? Hey, Oracle. It's Corbs. I'm here too. Oh, Corbs. Co- Connie's oh. here too, Bart. <laughs> how are you, boys? Good. Good we man. finna eat, Oracle. What was that? Sorry. Uh, <laughs> we finna eat. <laughs> It's a, it's a, it's, an, it's it's a new saying. Um, Is it? Can you please explain a little oh, bit? Look, no, you, you'll um you'll hear it when you listen to the podcast. You might have to listen to it. Okay, so a bit of a story. Is it similar to the mattress story last week? Oh no, not as good. Not, not as not know. as good. No, but it's pretty it's pretty interesting. Corb okay. was telling me you told him you don't list, like listening to your part because you don't like the sound of your own voice. Hate it. Dude, it's horrible. I have <laughs> always hated the sound of my own voice. Do you know how hard it is editing this thing? Oh, you'd be hearing the same thing over and over it's again. It's fucked. I think everyone hates the sound of their own voice, you know? It sounds different when you listen to it compared to how it sounds when it's coming out your mouth to your ears. Yeah. But I oh, actually think sweet. you sound fucking sensational. Oh, well, thanks, man. Appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> and Corbs No, Dano today. No, no Dano. Nah, yeah, he's not here. He had to, yeah, he had uh, a dinner date with Danny Spalinga. He'd missed it once. He can't miss that twice. No. You'd gotcha. Yeah, Makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Mate, we just want to talk about, um, start off uh, your bets last week, um, some of your tips. Um, mm-hmm. All in all, very well done. Uh, we had yeah. we had Hearn Court at Dubbo come second. Oh, got too far back, unfortunately. Way too far back and jockey, flew home. If the jockey had the time again, I think he may have settled a little bit closer. Still the one to be ja- on. Oh, definitely. And I'd have that bet every day of the week, yeah. to be honest. He was dropping, out of, dropping back in huge in grade. Um, just, we were just unlucky, I think. We can't win them all. We go, we go close, but I guess we yeah. can't win them all. That's it. We did have um, I'm War at the Valley, which won very oh, well. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was a pretty easy watch, wasn't it? Oh, that was very well. Yeah, Carleen Heffel, she's properly in form at the moment. She's a great little apprentice in in, um, in Melbourne. I think she wrote a double or maybe in a treble on Saturday. So at uh, – where were we on Saturday? One of the places. Anyway, yeah, she wrote a treble. So she's in form. So she's a little one to watch, I reckon. Oh, especially coming into the spring. Oh, Pe- exactly. Even at those right little – or even those provincial meets, really, where she's just going to be picking up little good rides here and there, and they're going to be using her as a claimer. So I think it's great. She's she's doing really really well. That's excellent news. What's she um, claiming? Three? Is it one and a half? I think I think she's on the two kilo claim at the moment. Oh, nice. I can confirm that. But yeah, so she's still got a decent claim on her. Yeah, I loved her ride on Iron War. She did everything oh, she yeah. needed to do. Oh, how quickly did Iron War pick up out of the gates? Oh, like a bull. <laughs> Yeah, I honestly, I, I didn't expect that. And I thought Savannah Cloud might be being second up. I thought it might be a little bit closer. But no, we, we got the race to ourselves, which was awesome. She kicked on the band and it gave nothing else a chance. So it was really quite good. Yep, just another Oracle tip, you know. That was a beautiful setup for the weekend. <laughs> another one, on the, Lovely, another one of the books. Now, um, yeah, the, the other two that we had was um, obviously... Uh, Top rank, communist. Yeah, oh, well, top rank, I was yeah. actually going to bring up communist as well, but to, yeah, top rank with the Ellsberg dead heat. Oh uh, well, I got I got that wrong with Ellsberg. Obviously, I thought he I penned him for this prep. Thought he was poor, and he got one of the best rides you would see all day from Brenton Abdullah just up in the in the inside there. Um, yeah, I was a bit shattered to cop the the half stake because I had a nice little all in ticket on top ranked and. Obviously, you had to have that halved, but oh, did that get halved as well? Yeah, yeah that got oh, halved. I wasn't sure. I, had, I wasn't sure either. Oh, yours I, got I, halved. We thought you had the, the all-in ticket. I did have the all-in ticket, but I I wasn't sure because I've, I've never had a dead heat on an all-in ticket, so I wasn't sure what to expect. But yeah, caught the half odds, unfortunately. But still, God. it was like I still had healthy odds, but would have been nicer if we got the full one. That's for sure. I didn't think Ellsberg had that in him. Nah, I didn't. Well, I didn't. One, I didn't think he'd handle the ground. Two, I didn't think I didn't think he'd run the mile strongly, and he ticked both very, very nicely. Might have come down to the jockey though as well. Mm, I'm usually on him, but I just was like, nah, he's not up to that. Yeah, I didn't think so either. And that was I, I always picked him as like a 1400 meter horse more than anything. That had to be the longest um, checking of the photos I've ever witnessed. Oh, I think. God, I know <laughs> he was doing my head or something. Wait, did you, yeah? Did you have you sussed the? actual photo since because i think i posted on our story it actually looks like ellsberg has him at him by like a whisker really again you got to look at what the stewards have they'd have more accurate footage and and clearer pictures so yeah if they can't find a like a i guess a definitive winner then certainly you just have to cop the dead heat but at least we won we doubled our money that's how we got to look at it yeah absolutely fantastic tip uh communist as well Oh, communist is a good horse. I think it's gonna. I think I think it's heading nicely towards the spring champion. Um, It's just meet by a better horse. Simple as that. And um, as much as we we potted him on, I potted him on the pod. Kieran McAvoy is actually starting to ride a bit better, which is nice. No, I I thought that I thought that ride on Williamsburg was really really good. I think we didn't speak his name. Yeah, we didn't. Nah, but a bit of a Voldemort, bit of a Voldemort sort of character. I think he's creeping back into the vocabulary. Yeah, because um, and he, I think he wrote he he actually wrote, I think he wrote a double on Saturday. So I think he's actually finally starting to get some form back, which is I guess good. So we don't have to keep potting him. 
But yeah, yeah. the thing is, he's he'll still... he'll be he'll be in form until I put a bet on him. You know. Yeah, on a midweek yeah. where you got a short price favourite with him on it, and you're just Canterbury, like, nah. and he'll run. Eight. Yeah, he'll run seventh. <laughs> and then in and in hammer on obviously in the in that inferior oh. ground where he cut you know cut yeah. short yeah and went down the... yeah I, I don't think he'd threaten either way I think no. that was just a just a poor read from me and um Jay Ford obviously I don't know what he was doing trying to go up those rails because it was literally quicksand and, and it was evident obviously in hammer on's race so yeah I assessed that one wrong um I think obviously. you made I think you made the right read I think he just you're just going to get them not performing sometimes, like you know, yeah. the horses like that. Sometimes, sometimes they'll just show up and not want to run. Yeah, that's exactly right. And, it, and who knows? He might have come to end of prep. He might have hated that quick backup. You know, we spoke about that quick backup there. Who knows? There's a lot of different factors at play. But um, I'm not going to sack Hammer on, I guess. Obviously, but he certainly won't be if he's, he's if, if he's jumping around on these these tracks. I guess in the coming weeks, I probably won't be having any staking on him. That's for sure. Just a more uh, watch and wait, I guess. Yeah, yeah, just more watch and wait. So, um, you'll probably win now. Coming into uh, <laughs> I know. Coming into this week, um, Oracle, it's a very tricky week, I guess. Um, oh, at, it's yeah, gonna I'll, be a nightmare. I'll let you explain it, but yeah, a lot, a lot of rain. Um, well, we. I'll start with Randwick because I like Sydney racing and I hate Caulfield, so we can touch on the the worst one after. Oh, Caulfield. Um, yeah, so Randwick has rated a heavy 10 this morning. So we're obviously we're on Thursday here and they received 33 mils, I think, overnight. And then I think there's another 130 up to mils up to race day. So the chances of – if that obviously is correct, then the chances of us racing are slim to none. So <laughs> I've, yeah. I'm doing, obviously, I'm doing heavy track form, obviously, and – if you have a look at the rail position, you guys had a look at that at all? No. Not yet, no. We'll wait yeah, for you. Yeah, so the rail position, so it's eight metres out from the 1,000 metres to the winning post. So essentially around the bend up to the winning post, it's eight metres out and then four metres the remainder. Now, I couldn't find a great deal of historical data with the rail in that position in terms of recently, but the closest I could find was when we – it was actually, on funnily enough, a heavy deck where we were at six metres to the 1,000 metres and I think it was two metres out before. And that was the day, it's an infamous day amongst the, the punters club, where we put Eduardo, Nature Strip, um, oh, Quinella on. Quinella yeah. that couldn't yeah, lose. The, the, the infamous Quinella where Shelby 66 began that ridiculous run that I don't think we'll ever see again from that horse. Has not but fired yeah, so a that shot was, since. No, nah, nah, he won dog. the Galaxy and then he's been a bit of a dog since, hasn't he? Yeah. So... That was the last time the rail was in a similar position. And if you remember that day, it was just on pace, handle the heavy deck, you won. So the way I've drawn up or, or gone about my, like I guess would the form as such is, is around that, or at least being up on speed inside gates. So you can obviously make, because making up ground here is going to be pretty much impossible. Yeah, on a heavy 10 as well. Oh, yeah, it'll be a nightmare. So we've done the form for a heavy deck. I honestly think we're going to not be racing, but mm. at least at least we can we can have a little little play and see see what happens. And anything okay. you want to put out now for Ramwick going in at a heavy, or did you want to wait and put them up later? 
I'm still partial. So I was honestly thinking about this. I was going to go, do we just go heavy deck, heavy, or would you go go some mutters who we know we're going to lead? Or should we watch those midway, should I watch the midway and, and obviously the shitty highway and and just see how the track's playing after that? You, you iron um, off a few tough mutters. Yeah. So there was one horse who I'm shattered about, to be honest, um, because they they handle the heavy deck, but they're a get-back run-on horse. So I was eyeing off in the Silver Eagle, a horse called Lock Eagle. Yeah. Okay. So have a look at I've, it. It's I've got, heard it's, of it. I've seen it. Oh, I've laid eyes on it. Looking at Regan Bayless, twelve dollars yeah. and three dollars sixty. I, I thought you guys, I thought you guys would be frothing it, knowing that we've got our boy Regan Bayless on there. Boy can sing. He's got some pipes. Oh, he, <laughs> he can. Oh, that's not. That's not. That's yeah. not Regan, is it? That's not Regan the Regan. singer. No, he's no, a little Irish. Right. 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 That's, um, that's Robbie Dolan. <laughs> Sorry. That's Robbie Dolan. <laughs> that's all right. But he can, he's singing at the moment either way. He's riding well. Yeah. Fuck. He can st- he, I, I, he might still be able to sing. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, we'll we find that know. out. Jockeys can yes. surprise you with their vocal cords. Oh, yeah. They're little fellas, but certainly can sing, yeah. <laughs> so the Lock Eagle, go, go on. Yeah, Front, a lot of so, frontmen, sorry, generally are, yeah. are quite little people, I think. Yeah, well, I'll end up finding out today that Billy Joel's five and a half or five foot five. Yeah, there, man. Something like go. that. There I'm telling you. What? Like, a lot of the front men, big, like big pipes, little little boys. <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Oracle, oh. carry on. <laughs> That's right. Talk about weird tangent. Um, so I put, um, I put Lock Eagle in the black book after his first up run. In it was in like a BM seventy something. I think it was a B, like a high BM seventy at Canterbury in late September. Now he was carrying the sixty two kilos that day. Dill Gibbons on board, and we know Canterbury obviously favours those on pace usually. So he just flopped out the back, and he was electric going to the line. So he clocked, um, I think, an eleven thirty nine on that on that soft, I think it was a soft deck, which was the second fastest last 200 of the meet and I think potentially the fastest 600 of the meet. So to me, that's suggesting that he's come back in great order. He's obviously by Lonro, so he'll handle the heavy decks and I think he's got a really good uh, – I don't like him at the 1,200. I prefer him around that 1,400-metre mark. So it gives himself time to build into a race and then just obviously give him that that big turn of foot to finish. Yeah. But – there's those concerns that I have with that being that leaderish type uh, type track, which is going to do my head in, to be honest. So he's then he, if you're looking, oh, sorry, yeah, he's more of a wait, wait and see. You reckon? Just watch those first races. Yeah, if, if they're running on a bit and coming on. So from if you if you're if you're seeing horses coming down that outside rail or, or just making up ground down the outside and say the first say two, so like let's have a look. So we've got the the highways over sixteen is over the mile. And then you've got the midway over twelve hundred, and the race three, which is the uh, open handy or seventy eight handicap, which over two thousand. I'm just looking at race four, so twelve hundred. So I'd be looking at probably your race one, two, and probably two and four, probably. Yeah. And as long as you see horses running down, um, down the outside, I would honestly say he's a bet if we're actually racing because we know he's going to handle the deck, which is fantastic. It'll just be a matter of whether the track allows him to to show his best. Loving that price. Yeah, well, I just I, I I'm quite puzzled by it because obviously you can see that Mr. Mozart is he first is he favourite or second favourite? I think he's favourite. Look now. Yeah, he's favourite three seventy. Yep. Yeah, so he's favourite. So if you go back to I think it was the the 
um, the Hawkesbury Guineas. So that was the race that um, Mr. Mozart won, and he beat Dalcini, party for one. Now, Lock Eagle meets him better at the weights on that day, and I wasn't sold on Mr. Mozart's first up run um, behind Kiku. Like, he was good. He certainly was, but in terms of being sold, I just think it, he was – I think he was three or four wide. It wasn't Pikey's best ride, and I'm not – I'm concerned it was a gut buster for him. Mm. And whether or not, because he's if you look at his second up record, it's quite poor. It's it's yeah. three attempts for I don't think he finished. I don't think he's even yeah, been right. the trifecta yeah. at all. He's yeah, drawn, there you go. He's drawn he's the drawn, car park as well. Drawn. And that brings me to my next point. He's drawn the car park, so he's going to have to again work over and over and over just to get just to get to that lead. And then there's a lot lot of other. There's actually quite a significant amount of leaders in this race because you've obviously got well my mate Converge. Mm. Um, you've got Valana, Global Ospreay, Brigantine can go forward, and then I think Lavish Girl from Gate Two and Maurice is me dad. I think those two will be the. I think they'll use those gates and and probably sit one one two. Oracle, so there's going to be a yeah. Your mate strays in this too, paying one hundred and fifty one dollars. Uh, I know she was. I'm 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 not sure what happened in that that race at Rose Hill. Like she was. Backed in, three dollars seventy favorite, fourteen hundred meters, BM seventy, good in the weights, and I just, I don't know, it was a head scratcher that one. It, it, yeah, I think it, I remember watching it and thinking probably got too far back again, which was kind of like the first one, but then just had mm. heaps of traffic as well to navigate. Yeah, There's never really any hope in the straight. I thought. Yeah, I didn't think so either. Yeah, it was a bit of a head scratcher for me. It's like. Do you forgive him for one bad run? Because obviously first up in that trial, like she was just so good. So yeah, I'll, I'll jury's out for her. Um, mm. I probably, she probably won't have my coin at all, particularly with those odds there, but I'll just be keeping an eye on her and seeing what's going on. Cause I, I don't know if um, Anthony Cummings has any idea what he's doing with her yet. Well, I haven't read anything. So yeah, we'll see how we go. Okay. I might have five each way. <laughs> Just, just for, just for good fun. So, so that's the um, that's probably all we've got at Randwick so far, anyway. Yeah, um, track, I think uh, track so. Pending, then, obviously. Yeah, and then maybe in the division. So the division is. Race five. Uh, I'm just getting to the race for you. Race five. Yep, race five. Yeah, so I we know that Never Talk has just a such good wet track form, don't we? And well, I love Never Talk. Oh yeah. God, yeah. So but on she that last was punters. Oh yeah. So she was she was immense at Randwick that day behind Brigantine. Yeah, and the I think it was the last race. It was the last race. But yeah, so was she, was, she was yeah. yeah. She was so good. So she clocked the fastest last 800, 600, 400 of the day, I'm pretty sure, from what I can remember, or at least of the race. So that and then she peaked on a run, so that's how she managed to get nabbed by um Brigantine and, and La, I think it was Luxburg run, yeah. So with our boy Clippo on, so I felt like she just just conditioning gave, gave out 1200, good second up record, good um, hasn't won at Randwick over over the 1200 ever, but has do has has good stats there. So I reckon that would be another good play at about eight dollars. You'd have to go each way, obviously, but. It's just about where she lands in the in the run. That's that's probably got me more than anything. But I know she'd be worth the play. Just wait to see if there's if things or horses are running on. That's for sure. Jason Collette steering. I don't mind a bit of Jason Collette. 
Yeah, he's starting to find his feet. He, he had a bit of a um, a bit down, of a poor patch there for yeah. a bit. Um, I don't know what happened, but yeah, he wasn't I riding. Think he well, auditioned but he for the voice. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but and his priorities crossed. Yeah, so he, he's starting. He's certainly starting to find his feet again, which is good because big big spring carnival coming up. He's got he's got a few things to go on. Uh, a few things to go on there. So yeah, I think never talking and lock eagle. If horses are running on, if they're not running on, steer clear. Okay. So that. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Done. So we'll actually wait for those track conditions and to see what happens yeah. in those first few races before we post. Uh, we'll put those early ones up anyway. Uh, pending track conditions, but yeah, we'll definitely so just, wait just to see. I'd just tell the listeners and the and the potty followers just to don't don't bet yet. Just have these eyed off, ready to go, and then just to check the story and I guess the Instagram, probably around the well, what time we're on. I'd probably check around maybe one pm. Yeah, we'll make yeah, there we'll there make... a time. We'll have a, we'll have a good idea about then if we are racing. Just be smart, be will, patient. We will update that um story around that time as well. Yeah. Whether yeah. I pulled the trigger or not. You better believe we will. So moving on, Bren, <laughs> to um I know you hate it, but what about nah. what are we looking at Caulfield? <laughs> oh, it's to be honest, this meeting is so good. It's I was so looking good. through the I was looking through the fields last night and it's just got quality everywhere and a, like a lot of good angles. So I wish it was at Flemington or another track because yeah. I would be having a lot of plays. How good does the last four races look? Oh, the quaddy legs are so good, aren't they? Oh. So good. Jesus, what? I, just, I just pulled up the might and power. I just, that's, oh, that's, what a race. That's exactly what I was about to ask. What, what, what do you think for the might and power? Mate, honestly, so you gun to my head right now, if you had to ask me, it's like, yep, you got to give a tip. Um, Zaki. Zaki? Yeah. You just think from think, uh, that last fight, you know? Well, didn't look I think right. that suits Caulfield a bit, doesn't it? Oh, it um, suits yeah, he, he he well, he's never won at Caulfield, but that was remember that race where he got oh, done by um yeah uh, Probabil. Remember yeah. the Caulfield? This was this actually this was this race last year. Remember he got done by Probabil, and everyone was like, "Oh my god, what's going on?" And non yeah. I think Nonconformist got out, got ahead of him as well. Nah, it really put me off him. Yeah, a lot of people that has that has a, have those hesitations. And I think because he had such a boom on him, everyone's like, he's going to be weeks and he's going to win every race. But with him, like, there's a there's, he had excuses, I think, back in um in the Underwood. So obviously, um, alligator blood got a field day up the front. Yeah. Um, the pattern of the day was obviously to come off in lanes two, three to four, or so like like that. Tim Clark on a gay bot horse, like, it's almost bulletproof, really. Um, yeah. and what we actually ended up finding out in the stewards' report was Tim Clark actually whipped Zaki across across the snozzer. Okay, I was about so to say Zaki never looked never looked settled. No, in not deliberate in the end not, of that Not straight. deliberately, but he copped it, and you can see that he starts to like. I don't know it, it, it rattled him a little bit because yeah. we obviously know Zaki's a big momentum horse, and he loves to build his revs, and then he sets. He's got that top line speed that no one can catch him. So, and that obviously set the race up for for your horses like Mwanga and and Thunderstruck to to almost get over the top. But I thought he battled on really really well. And a little whip yeah, on the schnoodered um, slow any steed down. Turn yeah. off their breakfast. Yeah, exactly. So I, I'd be completely forgiving him. And I think he's, I think at $4.60, like I think he's the best 2,000-meter horse in Australia. And so absolutely yeah. cherry got the gate seven. Like, yeah. And, and yeah, so alligator butter roll off from, from barrier five. He's going to sit outside him just like last time. 
Um, again, Alligator Bloods are query at 2,000. Obviously, he ticked the 1,800-meter the box, but 2,000 meters, I guess. We'll, we'll wait and see. I love, I love the blood, and I was big on the blood uh, back when he was with, was it David Payne in Queensland? And he was rocking those uh, green colors. Uh, David Van Dyke. Van, Van Dyke. Dyke, sorry. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, I was big on the blood, but I remember when he was getting pushed, he was killing it, and he was getting pushed up to 1,600 meters. And he was the just mile, fading, yeah. fading in the back well, then. That was before he got injured too, wasn't it? Well, he, he won an Australian Guineas, and then I think he started quite. He, he started quite short in the, in the All Star Mile. Remember when they raced at Caulfield in the All Star Mile, and I yeah, think he got over the top of him. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was the that was the one. Yeah. And so he won. He won. He won the Australian Guineas at sixteen hundred. So I, th- I think with him, he's more a tempo based horse, and if he gets if he gets his um. Uh, like his own way up front, like he was evident in um, at, at Flemington yeah. and the Maccabi Diva where he just had a field out front. He kicked on the bend, he gapped him, and it just required a, a huge effort from Mime Thunderstruck to mow him down. Well, I haven't bet on him since that injury oh, really? that break he had, but when I saw that he was with Gay, I, I did think for a second, geez, that's a good mix. Oh, it is. And the way he races, it's perfect for him. Yeah, and just really, like, this could, like, I don't know. I think 2,000 metres too, is definitely too far yeah. for him. He did look good, but, you know. Oh, he did. He looked good. And um, I wouldn't I wouldn't be talking anyone out of him to, no. to say to get on. But, yeah, it's just that little query I have. And I, I don't – I think Zaki's better suited up to the 2,000 metres. I think that that first up run that he had at Randwick on the heavy 10, I think that may have taken it out of him, to be honest. So I think he was entitled to have a bit of a flat run as well in the Underwood, even though I feel like he performed soundly. It was just that whip that kind of rattled him a little bit. So, um, yeah, I'd be going going Zaki. So no okay. no mention of um, Animo at all as well? That was, that was what I was going to get to. So <laughs> Animo I've got. So he, he pulled up in that, I think it was, the, was it Theo Marks? Theo Marks? No, George Main. So in the George Main, he actually pulled up three out of five lame. Oh, wow. So... That's, yeah, that's incredible. So, do you guys know what three out of five, like three out of five lane, would essentially indicate? It, like it, it, he uh, put that he was incredibly poor. Think, really? Think think of it like an like an obvious limp on someone. Yeah, mm. it's like so a, he had an, and he still won. Yeah, so it was an obvious limp. So what I have my worry is that is there something going on? Like I understand that the they're going to try and protect his stud value. They're obviously building towards a cox, but. Him winning this race here, is that going to boost his stud value? Probably not. But if he wins a Cox, yeah, it is. So is this a run that's that's just there to hit the line relatively well, building into a Cox and getting him up there? I don't know. I've also got really like a significant amount of concerns about his barrier. Yeah, I, yeah so we he, he could get buried on the fence. So my speed map, I have Alligator Bud leading from Zaki. And then behind them, I have I have actually nonconformists kicking up a little bit more and using barrier two um, with Mr. Brightside. I have then Moanga and Benno. And then I have Animo back right, right back with Thunderstruck. So I don't know. I'm I'm worried about where he ends up. Obviously, with J-Mac on board, obviously you, you're going to be sitting there going, yep, yeah, I've got the best jockey in the land doing it. But yeah, I'm, 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 I'm concerned, and I think two dollars fifty is huge unders. Like, I, I wouldn't be taking those odds nah, at all I in this in a race of this quality. 
I reckon you're onto something. They're not gonna they're not gonna slam him through traffic and push him that hard to win that if they've got the nah. cops in mind. Yeah, nah, I reckon that, that's a good lay. Yeah, it could be a good lay. Um, what I'll see, I'll have a look and see like how's the Caulfield's playing, soft heavy deck or anything like that, and just see what's going on. But yeah, I, if I was having a bet in the race, it's not on Animo, that's for sure. Yeah, well, there we go, Zaki. Then that's. But uh, but we'll move mo- moving on anyway. Next race, yeah. Caulfield Guineas. Oh, isn't this a lottery? <laughs> Look at it. I I don't know what to do. Do you, do you know what the honest truth? And this is this is me. Penn Golden Mile. That's your first thing. Okay. I don't think he's going to run a mile. Well enough. <laughs> so he was he was at, he was out on his legs at fourteen hundred in the Golden Rose. And now they're asking him to go an extra 200 metres. Ooh. Yeah, that's funny, isn't I'm it? I'm liking this, putting some pens through these Godolphin runners. Yeah, even though they're, they're flying. They're a scary, scary camp at the moment. But, yeah, so Golden Mile, I've, I've, got, um, I've got reservations on. Berkeley Square could be an absolute freak. Um, I just loved how he won at Flemington um, in the Exford Plate. And he's, he's got the runs on the board. Craigie as um, well. Yeah, Craigie. Tijuana. Tijuana is one of those ones like I'm not sure about. I like. I think we spoke about it uh, a couple of weeks ago in that that race, the Stuck Stakes. You know where we 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 blackballed Mature Circle. Oh yeah. Like, you know, like it, the win was good, but it was like almost a, a, a PR where they just got the race run to suit, and that was it. Yeah, Barrier Two. He had it all. Yeah. And now yeah. he's now he's drawn Barrier Ten. Yeah, he's got a like lot to do. Yeah, it's certainly not the same setup that that they had last time. Then you've got. Do you know who the horse that he's drawn the absolute car park is? That this Bank Moore, Bank Moore, whatever yeah. it is. I can't. Bank Moore. Oh, Bank Moore. Yeah. Moore. We'll run with that. Moore. <laughs> like. Oh no, that's Moore. <laughs> Sorry. No. <laughs> if you're looking for pronunciations, um, you've come to the right place. <laughs> I'm telling you. Well, we know he'll get the distance. He'll eat up sixteen hundred meters, which is which is a really positive thing. Um, Osipenko, is he there? Like he was poor at Caulfield behind Af Cabin. I didn't like it. Maybe it was the heavy deck. I don't know. Um, do you know who's a horse here that I reckon could run an absolute race? Is this Sir Bailey? Oh, I was just looking at that. Yeah, like uh, I thought. I thought his run behind Af Cabin. Um, in the Guineas prelude was was actually a lot better than it looks, and I th- like again he's he's going to run the mile. He's bred to. Um, he's actually I think from what I heard he's half brother to Jamaica. Oh yeah, I think I read that. So we know he's going to get the distance, which is a good thing, and he's by impending. I reckon he could run a real sneaky race um, there. And Ethan Brown is absolutely flying as a jockey at the moment. He rode Smoke and Romans in the in the Turnbull. Yeah, he's good. I rate him. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I um, if if it was, if there was a if I had to pick one, I'd probably have a small play on um on Bankmore and and Sir Bailey, and then and obviously back Berkeley Square because Williams was riding Sir Bailey before, so you can see where his preferences lie. Ah, uh, yeah. I'm liking I'm liking Berkeley. Yeah, Berkeley's a good horse. Obviously. I'll probably stay away from this one to be honest and just play the quaddy. No, not a little play. Qu- oh, I'll play something. What what would your quaddy numbers be? Oh. 
<laughs> I'm laying though. How much time do we have? I'm laying. <laughs> we don't have that much time. I'm, I'm, I'm laying those two Godolphins that you said in the first two legs though. Yeah. Just don't I'm doing it. So, my according numbers would be uh, um, 12, 11, 15, 5, 10, 2. First leg or in that leg? Oh, first leg I'd be going Zaki. Yep. Outright? Stand out? Yeah, I would. Oh, love, love, love that. Really love that. like that. That's what our listeners are waiting for. Yeah, standing. Oh, yeah, they might want some quaddies. We we could do some quaddie numbers if yeah, we want. Yeah, give, we'll, give us the we'll rest. We'll be posting a quad, We'll be posting a fair bit of racing chat. Um, I just mentioned before, um, yeah. Oracle that um, there's not much. It's pretty light on the sport front this week. So um, oh yeah, this week will be pretty um, racing uh, he- focused. Heavily, yeah, heavily racing with our bets. You know, so yeah, we're going to be putting Done. up um your best bets. Obviously, track pending, but then also your core field bets. We'll put up your quaddie numbers. And um, mm-hmm. I'm going to put up a bit of bloody WA mail. Nice. And then Con's got a bit of um, a, I've go- got a, a, golf go- a golfing tip actually we're going to get to later. But Ooh, yeah. nice. But is there, is there any uh, any more racing you wanted to touch on, Caulfield or anywhere else? Um, in terms of Caulfield, um, I'll tell you a bit about the tracks. So they were expecting about 20, 25 mils Thursday, Friday. So we're probably going to be dealing with a soft deck, which is great for racing. Um, the rail's in the true, which is awesome. So he usually gives most horses a, a chance. Um, now, big things to focus on. Do you guys know about the rail positions now, the track structured? Yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> heaps. But we thought, we'd let, we thought we'd let you talk about it. But. Done. All right. So all, all your shoot races, so 1,000, 1,100, 1,200 uh, races, there's no real concern with the barriers because it's a big, long straight around that one turn and then – you're in the home straight, but it's your 1,400 and your 1,600 metre barriers where you don't want to be out wide unless you're on a back marker because you're going to get caught wide and you're going to be travelling so far around that bend, it's not funny. And then 1,800 metres onwards, is, it's not real concerning at all. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. That's exactly so, – I, I was about to say something pretty similar anyway. But sweet. You took the words out of my mouth. Well, can, yeah, I knew that. <laughs> can, but can, um, can I – do you have your third and fourth leg quaddy numbers there? Can we yep. give those? Uh, one and thirteen in the in the Turak. Very short. I'm um, not not one and thirteen. Sorry, five and thirteen. Five and thirteen. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and that's what I, is that? In the fourth, fourth leg. Fourth. This this was a nightmare. Um, I found this really hard. Um, I'd probably go three. Yeah. Eleven. Yeah. Ten. Yeah. Six. And then four. You probably got to go a bit wider than that. Well, we're lucky enough that we've saved a bit with um, legs seven and nine. Really like that. I really like it. I really like it. In a quiet week, that'll really keep the people happy, I reckon. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) All right. Well, we better wrap it up, Oracle. Do you want to touch on the horses to follow from last weekend? Oh, yes, please, actually. Sorry. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. Need to read the sketch. No. <laughs> um, all right, so we touch on Flemington if you want. Um, first one that I think is seat 1A for the Coolmore Stud Stakes is Bornas Notches. Mm. He was one around second to Giga Kick. Oh, yep. Yeah, true. Oh, I nearly got it. 
No, oh, nearly got it. Um, yeah, he. I don't think Craig knew it got to the whip early enough. Oh, I think he was the fitter horse and he probably should have won. But he's looking for 1,200 metres now. We know he handles the straight. He handles all conditions, funnily enough, as well. So eight, what are we getting all in on those ones there, Corbs? I'm what, just eight, uh, nine bucks? searching him now. Buenos noches. Here we go. Bakumor. Here we go. So for Coolmore, we've yeah, got him, we've got him at two uh, seven fifty and two dollars sixty. He's actually come in quite a bit. He opened uh, at sixty one dollars, dropped yeah. immediately twelve, and then just dropped dramatically eight sevens, and now it's just gone straight back up a little bit to seven fifty. So people yeah, people look, are seeing it as well. Yeah, it's, it doesn't take a rocket science to see that one. Um, yeah, yeah, maybe hold off. I don't know. See noms, but I think he's I think he's seat one A, and I think he's going to win it. To be honest. Uh, we will not hold off on it then. <laughs> we will not be holding <laughs> off. <laughs> um, the second one I got was we, I think all of us had a little play on Exolita there um, on Saturday. We did. Absolutely. And we yeah. didn't even speak to each other about it. I know. That was the, uh, I think Corbs and I had a chat about it, but oh, I, I, I should have reached out and had a chat. Yes. <laughs> 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 a little side, little sub chat. Sub crew. I uh, <laughs> talked to him about everything. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's Don't worry, a funny I saw thing. it. I put the wrong staking on for me as well, which was hilarious. So I did. A, I was doing a one by two play and ended up doing a two by one play. So it turned out really quite nice. One, oh, which was good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was in the Exolita race. Fortunate kiss. Okay. Now I don't know where Daniel Bowman wants to. I think I think it's Daniel Bowman horse. I don't know what he's going to do with her, to be honest, because she's she's she rocketed home and and like we said on the potty, um, with the rail out nine meters there at Flemington, I think eight of the nine winners came from either on pace or leading, so she had no chance really technically, but um yeah she absolutely rocketed home in that race and I I was yeah it's a Daniel Bowman horse um I don't know where they go with her but I think she's like to see her at the mile, to be honest, and just see see where she gets to. But again, I don't know where he's going to go with it. Maybe an Empire Rose, a lightweight. I don't know. But yeah, just keep an eye on Fortunate Kiss because I think she's in for a really, really good run. And I think her results this prep, I think they read eighth, eighth, and ninth. I think they've all been really, really good runs. Just unlucky. Well, um, just uh, looking at that, Empire Rose, sixteen hundred, Fortunate Kiss before Noms is. Mm. $81.21. So I, Whoa. I think we need to be having a little play at that. Definitely. We're getting on that. Again, I haven't got any confirmation of it going there, so I wouldn't be staked. But if you're on your, your Neds and sports bets, you know, where you get your – if you don't get a runner there. They refund um, it. Yep. Yeah, maybe have a little play there because oh. that's pretty juicy odds, to be honest. Definitely. Ridiculous. Definitely. Love that. Um, so there's that one. And the last one is um, in the Turnbull. Oh, Dewayas, I don't think, has come up this prep. So I think go in scratch her. Um, Smoke and Robins was awesome. Mm. Um, Maximal was good. We'd think the key to him is just a dry deck. Um, your girl, inspirational girl, Corpse. Yep. I thought she was fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I was really con- I was concerned um, with that, yeah. the news that you sent me. Yeah, um, but oh, with the with the tendon yep. tendon issue. Yeah, yeah. So she and um she and Luncey's they hit the line really really nicely. So 
I think they're 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 in for a, a good race next up. It's just a matter of where she goes. I think is inspiration going to the Cox now. Look, I don't know. Um, uh, so if she's going to the Cox, obviously she'll be outclassed by a lot of those horses. But I thought her run was fantastic. She might even be aimed to the um, what's that two thousand meter race, the uh, Emirates Stakes on the last day. Okay. You know, of the of the Fleming's Cup, she might be out for that. I don't know, but I thought she was good. But but I think the best horse out of that race was Young Werther heading towards the Melbourne Cup. Oh, uh, he's good. Oh, he's just he was one of those horses that never delivered. I guess he had all this boom on him. He was favourite for the Derby and never won it and did anything. But I think he's really coming into his own now. I really loved his run. Yeah, and I I think... I, I honestly think in terms of Australian horses who are contesting it, I think he's our best chance at the present moment. And um, I think some other people might have the a similar view. He's um come in from sixty one, gone mm-hmm. thirty fours, twenty six. Now he's into nineteen. Oh, Ni- nineteen and five fifty for the cup, Melbourne Missed Cup. Sixty ones. Oh, it would have been after that run. It would have been for surely, sure. Surely. Yeah, he's been on the up for a Still while. Still pretty good, nineteen and five fifty. Yeah. Yeah, food for thought. I'll probably wait to be honest, sure. just because we know what happens with the cups. At least we got something to talk about in the next coming, you know. Yeah, and then in something terms of horses to follow at Randwick, Epson Day is obviously a, a grand final day for a lot of horses. But I thought brutality in the Premier Stakes was unbelievable. Tough mutter. Yeah, so uh, Regan mutter. was on our boy, our boy again. Um, clocked the <laughs> fastest last two hundred meters of that race, which that was the race that Mask Crusader came up the inside. Yeah. Now, interesting note with this horse. Obviously, we know that it handles the wet, but Joe Pride always applies the blinkers on grand final day, which is usually over the 14 to 1600 meters. So blinkers were off today. Um, I'm sorry, on Saturday. So it could be a little thing just to note leading up. So just keep an eye on gear changing up on on Racing Australia or anything like that. But yeah, so blinkers were off, hit the line really, really nicely. Was never going to win, obviously, but um, I thought it was great. God, that's some good information. That's insightful. That's so. Wh- where do you think he might be heading? Like, uh, I'm looking here. There's a few things. Uh, maybe do you think the Nature Strip Stakes, 1300, or maybe the Champions Mile, maybe even? Yeah, I don't know. He'll he'll probably go to 1400 meters next start, which he's done before, and he'll he'll float around that 14 1400 to to the mile races. It'll be interesting to see. I'll I'll keep an eye on um. Joe Pride and and any articles that come out about and see what where he's heading with those directions because no doubts you know you get those articles and they'll talk about like Eduardo or Private Eye or, or whatever his um his good horses are and then they'll touch on like a, a few of the other ones in the latter portions of that article so I'm, I'll keep an eye on it and I'll I'll let you guys know and we can obviously relay that to the listeners yeah if it's wet and they're swooping we'll be on that mudder yeah exactly it's a tough mudder. And the, and the last one at, at um, Flower, sorry, not Flemington, Randwick was Realm of Flowers. Oh, now, I Corbs thought, will know I, this. Yeah. Oh my God. I'll she's be been a girlfriend. Her. She's been a girlfriend of mine since her, since pretty much she started. And I've always backed her. Like I had a little nibble on her on Saturday. I think I got like $7 the place, which was fantastic. Yeah. Um, so she was three wide the entire she's so trip. She's so tough. She's so tough. Oh, and she just kept finding. And, we know that LaDonda V and No Compromise had had both had great runs. Tommy Berry's ride on No Compromise was fantastic. But I thought Realm of Flowers, we get a heavy or soft deck in the Melbourne Cup. She's she's a great chance. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I think she's 
Yeah, she's kind of building towards something. Yeah. So she's traveling on nicely. I don't know where she goes, whether she's going for the the Caulfield Cup. I haven't checked the norms. I probably should do that. Um, and the and the Melbourne Cup, but she's come back nice, and I think she's going to be really, really good over over longer trips again. Just day all day. Fantastic. We need to keep an eye on that. Yeah. All right, Oracle. I've got to wrap this up. I've got to get to a no, nah, um, we're done. Sorry, birthday trivia night, which Have I can't fun. wait for. But thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. You you are the greatest. <laughs> Thanks, lads. Have a good night. See ya. Cheers, Oracle. All right, so like uh, you said, there's not a lot on in sport this weekend that we're that interested in anyway. You've got a couple of racing tips that you'll give us later. You're just going to watch the tracks and how they're yep, going to play I'll, out? I'll probably the weather. give them tomorrow, latest Saturday morning, so if people just follow the story, you know, and uh, the posts. Be yeah. a few WA ones in there from me. King of the West. Uh, just quickly, because we've run out of time, uh, I've got one this week. It's a golf bet. It's on the PGA Tour. It's the Shriners Children Open. Now, your safe play here is a young fella from South Korea, Yong Kim, or Tom, as he likes to be known. He's a bit of a phenom. He's uh, hit the stage pretty hard. Uh, this, this kind of course, I guess they can go pretty low which means their scores are high. Uh, so he can do that. Like um, I remember to qualify for the playoffs at the end of last season, he, I think he could quadruple bogey the first hole, which puts you in pretty bad stead for the rest of the round. And I think he went on to make about nine birdies or something crazy like that in a row. He can score. He's a, he's a bit of a freak. Uh, I think this course might set up well for him. Uh, top 20, getting $2.30. I'm going to lock that in. That's that's the shoe-in of the week. And that was top 20? Top 20. Yeah, PGA, Shriners, Children's Open, Tom, Juyong, Kim, top 20. And if you want to get a little bit frisky, I think he's paying $20 to win. So chuck a bit on that as well. But I do think it's going to be hard to beat Patrick Cantley. But top 20 is a lock to shoe-in. Thanks for listening to the Corner of the Round Table. Thank you. Bye-bye.